The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I'm your host, Bobby Williams. Please subscribe to the show, whatever platform you're listening on, subscribe. We'll notify you every week when the next episode drops. Plus, we have a ton of great back episodes. As a young person growing up in society, it can be tough to be your true, authentic self. There's so many pressures. My guest today has put a lot of thought into this issue. She is the author of several children's books, including the bestseller, I Love My Hair, Natasha Tarpley. A running theme through Natasha's work is connecting with your true self. So I just knew she'd be the perfect person to talk to about this. Check it out. So I heard your mom was actually an author. Is that true? She was an aspiring author. Um, and, you know, she kind of encouraged, like, encouraged me to write, but also was like a model for me to write. Um, because when we were little, uh, I'm the oldest of four kids. And so when we were little, my mom was always writing these little stories about the things that we did or that we were interested in. Or, you know, things that she thought would be helpful for us to know growing up. Um, and so I would see her, you know, back then it was like a big clunky electric typewriter that she would take out and go sit in, in the sunroom. And we had a little sunroom in our house and she would go out there and write. And I would just watch it and see the process and see the result. And it was something that really st stuck with me for you know, it really kind of influenced me as a young person. And then um, when I started writing myself, she became, you know, pretty much my biggest champion and still is to this day. Um, and one of the exciting circles that's happened is that she too has gone back to an earlier manuscript that she started writing when we were kids and is now kind of revisiting that. So it's, it's exciting that she's picking that back up again. Yeah, well, it's sort of like she inspired you and now you're inspiring her. Yeah, yeah. And I think for children too, it's like you always wanna feel special. I mean, everyone wants to feel special, but as a kid, you wanna feel special. And that'd be so validating to have your parent writing a story about specifically you. Yes, it definitely was. And it was particularly important looking back on it because you know there weren't a lot of books that were about uh black children you know when we were growing up you know there's still a need for more diverse books as we're having that kind of conversation in the publishing industry as well as other you know industries so looking back on it it was a moment where you know we were the center of the story um my siblings and i as you know african-american children although that wasn't the main focus of the stories, but it now, you know, has that other layer as a, as I write myself um, with that mission in mind. Yeah. 
Well, I have your book here. Um, I love my hair. What inspired this book? Or it, it, I mean, your mom was a big piece of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, this was going back to this whole idea of uh, the the creativity and the uh, excitement around um, creating stories that was cultivated um, by my mom and also by my dad. We, I, we had a lot of books in our house. Both of my parents read to us when we were children. And so I love, my hair was inspired actually by my own experiences getting my hair combed and really not enjoying it. And one of the things my mom used to do was we would make up these little stories as she went around and comb my hair. So we'd have all these characters that we visit and, and make up stories, which really made the process, you know, more fun. And um, when I started, this was my first book for children. I love my hair. And when I thought about what I wanted to, to write, I thought about that moment. And it, this book to me, it's a, it's not so much about hair as it is about the sense of joy and wonder that comes from you kind of like exploring who you are, accepting who you are and celebrating who you are and your natural beauty and um, your own creativity and imagination because this character in the story, you know, makes up all kinds of images. She has all kinds of images and ideas about her hair that are coming from her own kind of imagination and creativity. Yeah. Well, I think it's so challenging to be your authentic self or you want your child to be their authentic selves, but there's so many influences, like you're talking about representation in media and media has a huge impact on kids because it's a lot of what they're subjected to or they feel. Right. Mm -hmm. It is, it's a, you know, I, I actually don't have children myself, but I'm very close to um, my niece and nephew. Um, I've been a part of their lives and been very fortunate to be uh, a part of their lives. And I see that process happening. So I think as someone who works with children, as someone who's been involved in children's lives, I feel like the best you can do is to offer them you know, the, these spaces of exploration, of um, affirmation. Um, and yes, there's a lot going on in the world, you know, and to be very open about talking about some of those things and dismantling some of the things that they may be hearing and experiencing. And sometimes it doesn't feel like, um, you know, you can't see the immediate results of that, you know, because there's a lot of peer pressure. There's a lot of questioning that still happens as part of, you know, your natural development process. But I, I have seen how those things stay with children, mm -hmm. the things that, that you offer them and give them, um, they stay with them. So even if you don't see the immediate impact of that, um, you know, just know that it's, it's, there in the fabric of who they are. I host songwriting workshops with kids who have had challenging lives, like often they've been through trauma mm -hmm. and we're trying to get them to create authentic art. And the reason we can get them to that place is creating an environment of acceptance and everyone has to buy into that or it's not gonna work. Right. But 
you see the transformation in them when it's like, okay, it's all right if you, you know, have some tick that you go into or you're yes. especially shy, like that's okay. And then when they can feel accepted, you see them start to open up and stand up a little taller and sing a little louder and things like that. Absolutely. Were there ways that your mom helped you to be an authentic person growing up? So I was a shy kid and, um, you know, I guess it took a while to kind of, for me and within myself to kind of get to that point where I felt a little bit more confident and, and all of that. But I think it's going back to the things that, that you just said, um, the things that I was talking about with my niece and nephew, just that environment of acceptance is, you know, so important, you know, we're, you know, we were so lucky that our parents didn't, um, of course, we had structure in our lives, but our parents didn't really impose so much of what they felt like we should or should not be doing in terms of our interests. I mean, of course, we had rules in our household and all of that. But, you know, my mom allowed me to read as much as I wanted, I could, you know, I could read whatever I wanted. I went through a crazy punk rock phase where I was, you know, dressing cool. all kinds of crazy ways and dyeing my hair and, you know, all the, all the things, you know, associated with that. And, you know, I was like bombarding her with hardcore music. And, you know, I went to the, went through a Smith's phase where I was just like, oh, meat is murder. Yeah, all this stuff. That's and sweet. So, yeah. <laughs> And, but that was, but she allowed, you know, she made a space where that was acceptable, where it was, okay, you want to do it? Okay. You know, as long as you're not hurting yourself, I don't want to hear it, but you know, yeah. go for it. So that kind of acceptance and um, permissiveness to a certain extent, you know, to a certain extent, I think really helped or really cultivated that. Well, and that's how you discover yourself is trying things out. And yeah. um, tell me a little bit about the me I chose to be. So this book started, I can't, it probably just before the pandemic uh, hit. So it was this idea of writing a book. Um, and it was actually a collaboration that I was asked to do by my publisher. Um, there was the photographers who are the illustrators of the book are a pretty, they're very talented uh, photography duo, um, Karen and Regis Bethencourt, who are also known as Creative Soul. And they do these just elaborate and exquisite portraits of Black children, which is, which is what their work is. And so my publisher thought about me and them, and they're like, hey, you guys do something together. And so we went back and forth and we came up with this idea of writing a book about, um, you know, just the power, not so much, you know, I think a lot of books about children of color, they, especially black children, they, you know, focus on these things that everyone has always said are not good about you or that they're pro that are problematic, like your hair, your skin, you know, all of these things that society has built these narratives around as far as uh, Black children and Black people. And rather than, you know, kind of confront that, I mean, I did, did, a, did that with I Love My Hair to some extent, but it's a bigger question to me. It's not so much about, you know, I'm going to accept my hair or I'm going to whatever. It's always like, 
if you take that path, if you take that perspective, in my opinion, you're always going to be kind of referencing yourself in relation to something else, some other ideal mm-hmm. or some other image that, you know, someone has said is, is this is like our idea of beauty, or this is our societal um, idea of who's valuable and, and whatnot. So for me, I really wanted to take that um, to really focus on the internal space of children's kind of self-exploration and that whole power and really reinforce the power that we all have um, within us to kind of define who and what we want to be. Um, And so that's really where that came from. And then when the pandemic hit, it had another layer because I think once we went through the pandemic and George Floyd, we had all of this uh, societal messaging around race and racism and violence. And on some levels, yes, it's good we're we're bringing this out. But on the other level, I think it's still kind of, in some ways, can constrict the imagination and the experiences of those children of color who are sort of on the receiving end, whether benevolent or not, of these this discussion of like, oh, we're, well we only want to talk to you about your experience with race, or mm-hmm. we want to talk to you about how you feel about racism or how, how we should feel about you. I'm just like, I'm like, no, these are kids need to have a sense of possibility. They need to have a sense of being anchored, not out externally or defined externally, but you know, how do you locate that power within yourself? Because once you kind of, and I'm sorry to be rambling. No, but, go ahead. But once you find, once you locate that center of power, and once you claim that sense of like, I'm going to make these decisions about myself, then I think you can approach the external world from a stronger position, from a stance of of strength and confidence, and say, no, you know, maybe I'll have this conversation with you, but I'm not going to be defined by it. And I'm going to bring something else to the table, you know, so it's, I'm not going to be in this position where I'm always kind of on the receiving end of how you define this situation and who to be and who I am. You know? Yeah. It's like, I am a complete person with many facets. Yes. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was thinking a little bit as you're talking about how when you're young, you have all this time to really think about things. Like as an adult, we don't have the same amount of time to just sort of process. But as a kid, there's a lot of idle time. And the the pandemic kind of gave everyone a little taste of that some, but it's just a real difference of adulthood. Yeah. And I think that's a, I mean, I think on some levels as a kid, you're always thinking about things um, in in a certain way, and you're trying to figure out how you relate, how you yourself relates to so many things that you're learning about as you develop and grow. Um, And I think adults, we lose that, but we're always, we're still in that process. You know, we never just stop and that's it. And I, you know, I, I feel like a book like The Me I Choose to Be is not just for children it's, or any of the books that I write. You know, I feel like they're for adults too to kind of reconnect to that sense of wonder and also 
that power because we too are defined so often by the the way society, you know, kind of expects us to behave, the the little boxes that we are put into um, in our lives. And I and I think we all need to kind of be connected to that source of power that's within us. Yeah. Well, there's so many pressures of adults and yeah. pay the bills and act this way around yeah. this or what's helping to keep you authentic as a as an adult in the midst of all this pressure of adulthood i think my work is a very important part of that because i'm always in that process of exploration and i'm a very curious person by nature and i'm fortunate to have work that sustains that and, and requires it in a lot of ways. I mean, if I'm going to write something, I'm going to have to know about it. I'm going to have to um, explore the things that I'm writing about and the ideas that I'm able to come up with. Um, I just kind of take an open, like I'm very open to the world. So I, you know, I'm always listening to things. I'm, you know, I get on the treadmill and I turn on NPR and I'm just listening to all these stories and I'm just always looking at the world with a sense of like, you know, what am I going to discover today or what I'm going to, what am I going to learn today? And of course I have days where it's, you know, I'm just not that way, but, but I think my work has really enabled me to, uh, to keep that sense of curiosity and, and uh, discovery alive. What kind of message would you like to leave parents with when they're thinking about their children and helping their children to be their authentic selves? I think just reinforcing the things that we've talked about in this um, discussion, just kind of trying to create environments where your, your kids have the freedom to explore, to um, have more open lines of communication about the things that may be going on in the world, but also the things that they're interested in and, you know, being able to kind of cultivate that. Um, my mom made us do so many different things when we were kids and we didn't like all of them, but those things, again, as I was saying earlier, they stick with you and you never know, you could be in a room with someone. Like I, for example, I took ballet lessons and I hated them, but talking about ballet lessons with someone in a room, you know, opened up another conversation that led to, you know, a, a point of connection, you know, so you never know where the things that you put into your child are going to, how they're going to blossom or manifest in your child's development and not worrying so much about, oh, my kid isn't doing this and my kid isn't doing that, or they're, you know, I think just that level of acceptance, again, I'm not a parent, but I, and I can appreciate how difficult it is when you're concerned about a child, um, but just trying to cultivate that level of acceptance within yourself and offer that uh, to your child as well. Well, this was an awesome conversation. How can the audience keep in touch with you and your projects? Um, you can visit my website at Natasha Tarpley writes W-R-I-T-E-S dot com. And I'm also on Instagram uh, under my name at Natasha Tarpley. Well, Natasha, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Bobby, for having me. I enjoyed it. 
Wishing you continued success, Natasha. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. This has been the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I'm Bobby Williams. We'll see you next week. Peace.